0: Hi and welcome to Real Estate Keeping It Simple. This is your host Ray Dove with REMAX Eastside Brokers here in Bellevue, Washington. Like every week I'm going to ask and I hope everyone is. You, your family, your friends, your co-workers, your neighbors are all healthy. You're staying healthy. I know being locked close to home or locked in the home especially if you have small kids is an everyday challenge who knows when we'll really get back to quasi normal whatever that normal looks like i'm sure we won't be shaking hands or getting close to people we don't know anytime soon but nonetheless hope you're all doing well i thought i would talk briefly again uh, this week regarding the mortgage forbearance I'm not a lender. I'm just a real estate agent. I don't sell mortgages on the side. That is not my uh, side hustle, as some people might try to do. It's come across my desk on several occasions that if you have a job, you have money in the bank, you're not under duress. The coronavirus issue hasn't affected you or your family personally that the mortgage for bans program really wasn't set up and designed for you it's designed for someone that's in need right now that's not to say that you can't go apply and I guess applying is supposed to be really simple you just go to a website you click apply and you can get the mortgage forbearance. I would just caution you to do a little research before you click yes let's do that because at some point the lenders gonna want that money back this is not a grant it's not a gift what they're gonna do is move the rock forward meaning that whatever your house payment is if it's three thousand dollars a month and you go for three months then you go back in because i guess you're supposed to revisit it every 90 days so at the end of 90 days you do another three months so now you're into it for six months that's $18,000 or 9000 for three months. The lender could come back to you at the end of that term and say, okay, we need you to make those payments now because you have a job. You're no longer affected by this. So will you have the resources to do that some lenders may say fine we'll just add it on to the end of the loan at no interest and so when you pay off your loan when you refinance at some point or sell the property then you repay it but each lender is going to be a little different about how they want to handle this mortgage for bayons. and then i've been told by some lenders at least going into this that this is going to show up in your credit report if you're not in need And you got good credit and you go get this mortgage for bands it's gonna put a little hiccup on your credit report and I've got a credit person you could talk to I've got a couple of lenders you could talk to all you have to do is reach out to me at my email address or my phone number and I'll refer you on to a couple of people that will give you the honest truth about how this is supposed to work if you're in dire needs you lost your job you can't make the house payment or you can't see yourself making it in the short term, then by all means this is a tool that you could use. I'm just sharing with you that it may not be as lustrous, as promising as what was laid out. Yes, you could not make a house payment, but at some point they're gonna want the money back. The banks, that's how they make a living and we've talked about last week. They need to loan money out, get those loans paid back so they can loan money out again. And yes they're gonna get some assistance here from the federal government. So Please Do some due diligence on it. Do what's best for you and your families. I know you will. If you want to chat about it more, I'll give you my email address and phone number at the end of the podcast, and you're welcome to call or email me or text me, and I'll give you my best advice and put you in front of some people that can really help. The other thing we're seeing in our marketplace is the lenders have been inundated for refinances, and it's expected. Interest rates are below 33%. On a 30 year fixed rate mortgage. But what's happened is they've gotten so busy that some mortgage lenders are raising their fees to get the loan for you and or raising the interest rate to slow down the flood of people filing for a refinance. So you're going to, if they raise the interest rate, they're going to make more money on it. And if they raise the fees to get the loan, they make more money on it. So be prepared that it may take you longer than normal to get a refi. The rate still could be fantastic. Instead of 2.99%, you might get 3.2%. But even those interest rates are all subject to your credit worthiness and your employment. What that looks like if it's going to be employment for the next year or the next six months, they're going to want to know that and they're going to verify right before closing that you are still working that you still have the needed funds. Do know that most lenders and banks can do uh, refinances for you. You might want to shop around on that as well. Each bank's got a different fee schedule and they get different interest rates and different terms, 15-year terms, 30-year terms. You could go to... Chase Bank or Wells Fargo or Bank of America. But the banks, if you don't fit their Pandora's box, then you have to take that whole package and go find another bank. And every time you do that, they're going to look at your credit report and that's going to bring your credit down just a little bit. I always advocate using a mortgage broker because what they'll do is they'll put together your whole financial picture and package it up nice and neatly and send it out to a variety of different lenders to try to find you the best possible loan package at the best possible cost to acquire it and best interest rate that best suits you and your family's budget. Now we have loan limits here and I'm trying to find out if they've been changed at all recently but right now on a what we call a conforming loan the single family conventional cap is $510,400. Depending upon if it's a really expensive area like maybe a Medina or Clyde Hill, the limit may have been pushed up to 765000 but a lender would best tell you. What that means is any loan amount above 765000 or above 510000 is considered a jumbo loan, a jumbo home Home loan mortgage, and historically, those cost a little bit more money. They require a little bit more of a down payment. Instead of five percent down or ten percent, they typically want twenty percent down, and they want a little bit more earnest money. But I've heard several lenders have pulled back from the jumbo market. They're not lending for homes above these price points. So if you're buying a home for a million dollars and you want to borrow eight hundred thousand, it could be a problem. If you want to borrow a million dollars for a home that's a million two or million and five, it's going to be a problem trying to find a lender that's willing to do a jumbo loan at this moment. Will they 30 days from now, 60 days from now? Don't know. The climate and the apprehension in the market is they may or may not because they're trying to hedge their bets too about what this market might look like in 60, 90 days a year from now. They're not in the business to lose money. And they still feel the sting like so many of us have from what happened in 2008, 2013. Five years of lots of pain from a lot of people. So the banks don't want to be stuck with a bunch of assets by making all these loans today knowing that they may get them back a year from now or two years from now. Because... As we all know, unemployment way up. Not all these jobs are coming back. I'm hoping a good percentage of do. But for people to say, yeah, well, that's a problem, but it won't affect real estate. Well, people can't buy homes unless they have a job. So it is, I think, is going to have some ripple effect on real estate prices and the real estate market in general. Right now in our area, the Seattle, King County, Snohomish, Pierce County areas, our inventory is down 40 45%. House sales are down. But for those people that are in the market looking to buy a home right now with low interest rates, with limited inventory, if you're in the market buying, you're in a good position to go negotiate a transaction because you're not going to be competing with too many people. You might be competing with a few. It's not like it was four years ago where you're competing with 20, 30 people at a time. So if you position yourself and get pre-approved, this could be a great time for you to buy a home. If you're a seller because of limited inventory, this might be a great time to sell too because there's going to be those buyers, and all you really need are two to three buyers to get you the price you're looking for because they're going to bid each other to get your home. And they're going to buy it based on what the current market says it's worth. Now, although the activity's down, we haven't seen home prices come down yet, and maybe we'll see that at the end of April's report but at the end of march's report it looked like home prices have still gone up and there's certain areas that probably will never go down i remember in 2008 to 2013 certain markets in the Seattle area like magnolia capitol hill certain neighborhoods in ballard they never went down some of them were stagnant magnolia went up four to five percent every year but we didn't have the short sales back then in those areas we didn't have foreclosures like we had down in kent maple valley olympia auburn everett those places had a more higher concentration of short sales and foreclosures than we did closer to seattle not to say we didn't have some but we didn't have as many and so when you don't have that much short selling yeah maybe the prices come down a little bit but certainly not like those other areas and rightfully so some of those short sales in those other outlying areas they were on the market competing with other short sales so in the event we go into a short sale market where we have bank-owned properties or foreclosures again what i think i'll do for next week is i'll talk about what is a short sale what is the process of a foreclosure bank-owned properties. so you have a little bit more information if you're going to be a buyer in those markets what that might look like. And I would suspect on short sales, it might look a little different than it did the first go round because the first go round the lenders, real estate agents, no one really knew what to do or how to do it and what the paper trail was supposed to look like. Kind of like what we're dealing with the mortgage for bands at the moment. But I'll be more than happy to give you my insights on short sales and foreclosures on next week's podcast. Again, this is Ray Dove, RE-MAX Eastside Brokers, your residential real estate agent since 1978. Happy to help you any way I can, brainstorm with you, whether you decide to work with me or not. You can reach me at raydoverimax at gmail.com. My website is raydove.com. You can call or text me at 425-681-8630, and I'll coach you the best I can and put you in front of people that know the proper information when it comes to the mortgage for getting a refinance loan, or getting a new first mortgage. Have a great week. Stay safe. Be healthy, and I'll touch base on short sales and foreclosures next week. Thanks again for listening.